Hey friends, welcome to Let's Be Clear. I am Clear Cherry Reeves and this is a podcast where we get clear, pun intended, about how to find a kingdom perspective in all things. No, really, all things. Whether it be about pursuing your dreams, finding hope and hardship, or just talking about Jesus, we will get raw and honest. I believe it will encourage you. Now, let's dig in. Hey guys, welcome to another bonus episode of Let's Be Clear. I am so pumped that you're here and this interview is going to be one you are going to want to listen, have a notebook around and seriously dig into and I am excited. Today I'll be talking to my friend Amy Stockstill. She is a wife, a fellow entrepreneur and the founder of Let's Echo. She is a pioneer and a visionary and focused on raising up women voices to communicate the gospel with confidence. And she is my real life friend too. And y'all, I can speak <laughs> to her heart personally. She is full of wisdom, like really deep, deep wisdom. You're going to want to listen, like I said, and take notes. And she's just such, such a fun, encouraging soul. I can't wait to talk with her for my own heart. And I'm just really grateful she agreed to come on the podcast and share her goodness with you guys. So y'all welcome Amy to the show. Amy, I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) Hi, everybody. How's it going? Can y'all hear that Texas in her voice? Just a little bit? Well, usually I say, hey, y'all, because I am from Southern Louisiana. Oh my gosh, that's (laughs) right. The Cajun. I I am full on. Cajun. I am a fun loving southerner. I am totally in love with my loud Cajun family and I'm equally obsessed with having fun. I'm a straight seven on the Enneagram. So all I'm thinking about is fun and experiences and Jesus and how I can make Jesus fun and have good experiences with people. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And every time I see your stories about you cooking a big pot of mm. like gumbo, I'm like, wow, that look that it is a process and you are committed and you are also committed to having fun (laughs) and bringing everybody along for the ride with you. I love that. That was, I remember when we first met, I thought, man, she had no hesitation to say, yes, let's meet. Where do you want to go? Okay, sure. I'm flexible. Yeah, let's do it. And I thought, gosh, Lori, give me that same attitude. I've always really appreciated (laughs) that about you. Um, Yes. But I know that I kind of gave everyone like a super surface level overview of what you do um, and, and kind of a brief intro, but can you give sure. us a better picture of Let's Echo and kind of what you do and how you got started? Um, yes. Yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, Let's Echo is an organization that helps women. We're a, we're, we're a business slash ministry, which I know a lot of girls are, I think God is bringing out spiritual entrepreneurs. In the past, it's been, you're either in business or you're in ministry and that's flat. Yep. But God is raising up a generation who we're both, we're, we're minister, ministers of reconciliation and we're business-minded, business-savvy, for-profit, Jesus-loving 
world taking over souls. <laughs> and oh, it's hard that. to, it's hard to put us in a category. And I think a lot of girls get confused, but Echo is a, a business. We're for profit and we are about training women to use their voice because we have found that most women, honestly, they want to be used by God, but they have no idea how or where to start. So Echo provides resources and coaching to help women connect their voice to their calling. I love that. And yes. I, I, when you just said like that you are for, it's one of those things where, like you said, you're business minded, but really realizing the call that's on your life and to, you can you, completely, being completely spiritually in tune is not exclusive from being business minded. And yes, amen. that is hard. To, I feel like sometimes in the church community, that is something that is, um, and just in the Christian world and the, in the world in general, that is, we can have the wrong connotation of that. So I love that you just mentioned yes. that. Yes, because we're trained that everything in the church should be for free. And I right. don't subscribe to that mindset. I, you know, everybody, pe successful people in the world, they invest in their training. They invest in their craft. They invest in who they are as a person and they're successful. And then we in the church want to be like, oh no, that should be for free. And it's wrong for you to charge for that. And why would you put a price on that? And we don't want to invest in ourselves or in our craft. And it puts us way behind the world when we should be leading the world. I love that. I, I, do you think that's because um, out of my own curiosity that we feel like it, maybe then people will question our motives? Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. there's so many layers to that of women, our, our motives being questioned in general, because the church has also done a very good job of silencing women. And we have been, brainwashed is a very strong word, but we have been heavily co coerced that we, our place is just in the kitchen, in home, always giving, always serving, which I 100% agree with. But I don't think that that can't be always giving, always serving in the church and if we have financial backing to do that we can give more and we can serve more so it's just a, a shift in philosophy i love that and i think too i mean a lot of times i ask myself um i mean and i struggle with that sometimes i struggle with kind of just even in my own business talking about it feeling like oh man i hope that this doesn't compromise my standing and then realizing when when looking in the word which is where we should get our business advice because if anybody was a good businessman jesus was phenomenal and his business yes. advice would never be hey have a poverty mindset and and belittle what you do in in the for the sake of making sure people don't assume that you had the wrong intention you yeah. know <laughs> Yeah. And there's a scripture that says, who knows the mind of Christ, but the spirit and who knows our mind, but Jesus. And we cannot, we can't put ourselves on hold based on what other people may think of us. We have to constantly be in tune with the Holy Spirit and allow him to say, Hey, Amy, Hey, clear. This part of your heart is not okay. Or this motive is wrong. And I, I always do say too, that we don't stop and not do anything because our motives are wrong. We say, okay, Lord, come with us. And as we go, correct our motives. Oh, well, that's good. You have to have moves yeah. in order to receive the correction. Yeah. You got to yes. Like we, we make our plans, but the Lord directs our steps. He cannot right. direct our steps if we refuse to move. But don't you know, we want the burning bush or the uh, red sea to part. We want that to happen before <laughs> yeah. we start the walk. Like Lord, I right. want the miracle before. And then I'm going to realize the faith is worth it. It's like, that's not, <laughs> yeah. it's reverse. 
No, you just gotta, and, and even with the, the burning bush, Moses had to take steps towards, he had to have a, a curiosity and take steps towards the bush before he even got the call of God. And oh, we, wow. we, we want the burning bush to come to, we want to sit on our cat couch, scrolling on Instagram and have <laughs> our phone blow up in smoke and God speak from it. But he was out there and he had to walk towards the bush. So with Echo, that is really my heart wholeheartedly. If, and if I never got paid, I, I honestly, I don't make a, a, a huge profit from Echo. One day I will, but right now I'm building slow and I would do it for free, but I can't do it for free if, if I have to pay employees. <laughs> so, right. That's right. If you want you know. it to be good, then, you know, not that, that usually doesn't happen through everything being free. You know? um, no, and I, and I, I think they're, from what I have seen, I have trained a ton of people for free, but what I have seen is if you have a little skin in the game, you take it more serious. Oh, 100%. You, you apply it more, you're fervent in your prayers about stewarding well what you were taught. There's just something, because where your treasure is, there your heart is. Mm -hmm. So again, if you just go back to the word, so that's really what my, I'm passionate about helping women develop and own and take seriously their ability for God to use their voice to shake the whole earth or to shape one soul. It doesn't, it's not about the amount of people that they can reach with their voice. It's, a, it's about owning the fact that even if they reach one soul, that soul can shake the earth. Oh, I love that. So good. I mean, because that means everyone's qualified and everyone's included. In totally. Mm-hmm. I love that. And you say, you say the word pioneer. Um, and I think that's <laughs> such a cool and interesting word that is probably not used a lot. So can yes. you explain kind of what you mean by that? Sure. I started Echo in 2017. Well, really Echo started in my heart in 2016. And I was trained as an interior designer. And that's what I thought. I thought I was going to move to New York city, live in a crappy little apartment until I got my own TV show Wait on HGTV. You, you were in, that was your, I did not, sorry to interrupt. You got your uh, degree in interior design. That makes so much sense because you love decorating spaces. I mean, because yes. you even recently did your porch and I was like, who thinks like that? How did she transform that space? <laughs> yes. I'm an interior designer. Okay. LSU, go Tigers. And yes, okay. Forever, forever, ever, LSU. And so that was my plan before, uh, pre Jesus, and then got saved, and the Lord really just started uh, turning my heart towards people and towards the ministry. Still love design, obviously. And um, so I didn't know what I was doing in ministry. In 2016, I started praying and got a burden for ministry because when I got married to my husband, like I said, I had just graduated design school. And in 2000, what time, when did we get married? 2010, we got married. And my husband said, welcome to the ministry. And wow. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm an interior designer. He's like, no, you're, <laughs> you're a minister. And so I had to start stepping out and speaking and I'm not, this is not false humility. Clear. I was terrible. I was not, I am not a natural born. Speaker. I do not believe that for a minute. <laughs> I don't believe I, it. 
No, I know, but believe me, when you're staring at an audience of a hundred people and they are like, please get off this stage and you feel like you 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 know when you're not good, you know. Like so they're on I their started, phone and they're not taking notes and you're fully aware of it. Yes. Or they're yeah. sleeping or they're just oh getting up and leaving. Oh leaving no. like leave it the the audience has left the building. Oh um, and so but and I was kept looking around and saying, Okay, God, I don't really feel like this is fair. You are I did not set out to be a speaker. I did not set out to be someone that like a role model or people that look to me to teach them about you. Like this was not my idea. I want I want a TV show, you know, like, <laughs> or I'm just making stuff pretty. Lord, I, I, I am Joanna Gaines. I yes. am not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Like yeah. I am Joanna Gaines. That was my goal. Right. You know, t- 10 years ago. So I was, I am very open and honest with the Lord. So I will shake my fist at God. Like, you know, like Job does. I am not, um, your Southern girl, some ways I'm very Southern, but for the most part, I am not like a prim and proper, like sit in my hands with my arms folded. Exactly. Me neither. You know, I always say I, I taught a ghetto Jesus. <laughs> so yeah. like, are you serious right now? Yeah. Like, I will come to Jesus. Like I come to any friend, which I right. think is what he, what he desires. And I will tell him I'm upset. So I was telling him, I'm upset about this. I feel like you have asked me to do something that I have no training for. You've asked me to do something that I, I did not asked for you've asked me to do something that is not in my wheelhouse at all you've asked me you know I'm just telling him like I this picking and screaming like a little kid like this is this isn't fair God and um and I sadly in where where the niche that I'm in there's not a ton of women mentors so I said to the Lord you know if you've asked me to to communicate your gospel I will say yes to whatever you ask me but would you please send someone to me that will help me that will tell me okay this you're doing okay here but you need a lot of work here or just someone that cares about my voice as a woman and is willing to correct me like I crave feedback I crave correction so and the Lord was not showing up in that way so for a solid year 2016 I kind of complained to my husband and was just like, I am mad at God. Like he keeps asking me, he keeps opening more and more doors for me to preach at bigger and bigger conferences. And I don't feel ready. I don't feel trained and no one cares enough to help me as a woman. And um, so I, I told my husband, I'm, I'm upset with God. And he was like, all right, well, what are, what are you going to do about it? Mm. I'm like, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? What am I going to do about it? And he's that like, question. well, <laughs> like I'm mad at you for asking me that. Yeah. Um, you know, but he's like, well, if you're not going to get what you need, why don't you become what you need for other girls? Mm. Come on, Joel, coming in with the wisdom. Oh, the man. Hard questions. <laughs> Woo! My husband is my number one source of correction. Um, and, uh, and so I started praying about that. And honestly, what I saw in my spirit, and this is a long answer, but I'm just giving you the, the background because oh, yeah. I want to no, keep going. I, I want the girls that are listening to hear, because people look at me now like you do and think, oh, she must be speaking must always have come easy to her. And this must just be like God gifted her in this. And that is not girls, women, people hear me. That is not the truth. I have worked very hard at my craft and I have really wrestled with God to send mentors. And Mm. since he did not, I said, okay, well, I'm going to be, I'm going to be that to other girls. I started preaching when I was 21 and like on stages and things. I did small groups for years and years before that. But when I was 21, I started speaking on stages and 
And so I said, okay, Lord, I am going to take girls because I love hospitality and I love training girls. So I'm like, I'm going to take girls in my home. I want them to feel warm and welcome and comfortable in this vulnerability of saying they want to communicate the gospel and I'm going to train them. And I, and I could fit six girls in my house. I had six, I had a four bedroom house. So I had three rooms that had uh, like twins in them. So I'm like, all right, I can fit six girls in my house. I'm just going to invite six girls over and we're going to, I'm going to train them. Mind you clear. I had no, nothing written down on how I was going to train them. I had no curriculum. I had no Oh. idea what I, <laughs> what I was going to teach them. And this is what it means to be a pioneer. <laughs> oh my yes. goodness. Yeah. Yes. So, so this is a long answer to what it means to be a pioneer, but a pioneer to me is someone who is really a willing vessel that knows that they know that they're called by God and they can see in the spirit to the Holy Spirit's initiative and respond to it. Mm. basically because, I'm available and you're able right I'm available and you're able and I can see what you're wanting to do in the heart of your people oh because wow. that's the added element because a lot of girls are like yes yeah like I'm here whatever you want me to do and I know you can do it but they can't see what God is wanting them to see they're not visionaries or and they're not pioneers I mean the the element of being a pioneer is one who sees what God has already done in the spirit and do you think too when you know that okay Lord I know this that this is what you're wanting for your people there's an accountability there that okay they may not see it and so I need to take up my sword and show up and do what I'm supposed to do so that this can come to fruition Yes, it's a it's it's willing endurance to go somewhere that no one's gone before. Mm, which you know is going to be the hard route. Oh yeah, because yeah. I mean you 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 have to break down walls and break down barriers, and not only that, but you're the first one that comes up on wildlife. You're the first one that comes up yeah. on <laughs> enemies. You're the first one. You know you're you're at the front line, and you don't mind the attacks that are coming. You don't mind looking at a wall that's so high and having no idea how you're going to scale it. And you can look back to the people and say, yes, this is intimidating, but we're going to figure this out. So Mm. it's not about being fearless and it's not about being super knowledgeable and, and, and even not about being super wise. It's about saying, Hey, God is on the other side of this wall. So whatever it is, let's figure it out. Let's, yeah. let's, let's do this. But you have to, a pioneer has the element of seeing what other people can't see. I really, I love that too, because immediately what just came to my spirit is Romans eight thirty one about, you know, if God is for us, who can be against us? Because I just think y- you have to have that mindset. Like God is, God is for this cause. If he, if he is asking me to go down this route, that I feel like I am so not, able, qualified, (laughs) like, I don't know what's going to be on the other side of this, but I do know who's going to be there. And I have a lot of confidence in him. And I can see that. I can see that in what you do. Cause I think sometimes when people hear you talk, they probably hear the absolute, like just sense of confidence in your voice. And I think because of our culture, they're probably thinking, Oh, that's because she's blah, blah, blah. And it's where it's coming from is the Holy spirit is you're going, no, no, no. I trust someone way bigger than me. I actually have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to speak life into this situation. It's like what you, when you, we started this interview and you said, 
that you like, let's echo that you're not making a ton of money, but that, that is going to come. Like you already spoke it into life and, and I see you do that in your life and in your business. And, and I think that's how let's echo has established itself and, and gained the growth that it's needed because your confidence is in God. It's not in you, you know, for sure. And, and it's not even, it's not, it's, let me bring a little bit more clarity to a statement that you said. Yeah. It's not that God is for the cause. It is that God is the initiator of the cause. It's his cause. Oh, I love it's, that. It's, it's not my cause. And I will, to me, true pioneers wrestle with the cause. Like mm. I didn't, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like I, yeah. I never, I never set, set out to raise up an army of women communicators. That's not my cause. That's the Holy Spirit's cause to raise up his daughters for the last days. In the last days, your sons and daughters will prophesy. That is his cause. And I am just attaching my boat to okay. his trailer and he's yeah. pulling me. Do you think that helps you not like helps people who, you know, when you do that, that you don't take things as personal because it's like, this is the, this is the Lord's cause. Yeah. Yeah. I feel (laughs) like that would be, I feel like that would be helpful. Like, I don't know, just unpacking that in my head. Y'all, we did not plan any of these questions. I knew it was going to be, but I just, yeah, it frees you up when it's God's cause. It frees you up to make a ton of mistake. It Mm -hmm. frees, like I, we talked about a little bit earlier, but I am very easy on myself. I welcome mistakes. I welcome huge blunders. I guess on everything. I'm like, you know what, Lord, I'm going to guess on this. And I trust you to bring correction to my guess. As a pioneer, we don't have anybody that's doing what we're doing. When I started with those six girls in my house, I literally scoured the internet for who is teaching women to preach. I mean, I spent so long looking to see how I could model what I wanted to do and no one was doing it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, God, if I can't copy someone, which women out there, if you're not a pioneer and you're not the set visionary, copy people. (laughs) I I don't think anyone's ever said that on a podcast. I know know, it's a different philosophy, but here's the thing. Like not everyone's going to be a pioneer. Not everyone's going to be a forerunner, a front runner, a trailblazer. There can only be so many of those. So if you're, if you're not a visionary, don't feel bad about saying, Hey, what she's doing is awesome. I'm just going to take her model and run with it. That's, that's what it means to be in the family of Christ. You know, when my, when I have an outfit, and my sis, I buy the, I look for the outfit, I buy the outfit, I make the outfit cute, and my sister comes along and is like, hey, can I borrow your outfit? I don't get mad at her because she didn't go out and get it. I'm like, mm. yeah, I would love yep. for you to wear my outfit. This is what it means to be Christ. We're in the family of Christ. There is no, and I think so many people, we want to guard, like, like guard dogs, the vision of God when God's saying, whoa. Right. I've given you this vision because all these other people can't see it. We're an upside inside out kingdom. We don't work like the world. You know, the world hoards their ideas. We give our ideas freely. Mm, that's so God's economy. Is so 
opposite and it's one thing to say yeah. it, but it's another when you're the one who did scour the internet, you did make the purchase and you are wearing the <laughs> yeah. outfit. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, okay, wait a second, but it's true. I mean, your advancement is my advancement and my advancement is your advancement. And that, I, I think yes. when you, when you actually live that model out, like forget talking about it, when it is your information or your gem that you're guarding and, and you stop and you realize the power of, of letting other people experience that and you share in that there, the joy that comes from and the freedom, because you're like, God doesn't want this, us to spend our time. Like if he wants to guard something, I don't mean that we're not supposed to be discerning or, or yeah, what, yeah, of you know, course. but like you said, like it, man, if it's valuable and it's helpful and it spreads the gospel and it's effective, then tell your brothers and sisters, cause they need to know, you know, take it. Yeah. I remember the, the Holy spirit majorly corrected me a few years ago. And this is why I have that philosophy. Now I spoke a word on my Instagram and I had, I don't know, like six, seven, 8,000 followers. And I spoke a word that the Lord really put in my heart about being a deep well. And I had prayed on that word clear. I had, I had worked that word out. I had bathed it in, in prayer and so I released this word and about two months later, I see this big time woman of God who I very much look up to and very much admire. And she was at a monster conference and she spoke this, she follows me on Instagram and she spoke the same word, like same illustrations I gave. She, she took the word that the Lord gave me and she spoke it like it was her own. And I was so upset. Oh, I mean, yeah. I was livid. I was like, Lord, I am so upset about this. Like, how dare she? I mean, just like reaction in my flesh, to be honest. Right. Like, how dare she do that? The Lord gave me that word, blah, 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 blah. And so I take it to the Lord in prayer. And I'm like, I'm really upset about this, God. And the Lord, <laughs> the Lord rebukes me so often. And the, the Lord said, well, Amy, was that? Was that your word or was that my word? Oh, whoops. Yep. And I was like, uh, well, you see, uh, and he said, I gave it to you and you got to speak, speak it to your platform. And if she took it from you and got to preach it to 20,000 people, are you upset that the word went out or are you upset that you didn't get credit for the word that went out? Oh, yep. How far will we go like, if we don't care who gets the credit? Yes. And I was like, okay, Lord, I, I submit that to you. I, you do whatever you want. It's your word anyway. And so that's really how I kind of corrected Let's Echo because tons of people have, not tons, I mean, people have copied now what I'm doing. And at first I got upset about it. And then I'm like, you know what? I can only train so many people. So do I want to get to heaven and stand before Jesus and say, Lord, look what I did. I got to train 300 women or whatever the number is. And the Lord go to me. Yeah. But if you would have released it, 300,000 could have gotten trained. Oh my gosh, Amy. I hope people listen to that and pause it and make it personal for their situation because I know I can with clearly stated. And mm -hmm. I think that, I think, it, I think we can grasp that and activate it there is a lot of freedom and there's a lot of people mm -hmm. on the other side of us being obedient to hearing that and knowing that and walking in it 
that yes. Tina Magad needs, especially right now. Oh my goodness. I mean, we, yes. we need truth tellers. We need, we need bold people um, who are <laughs> yes. willing to get out on the front lines, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, and obviously I'm not saying go and take copied someone's total business plan and, and do like use their designs and use their words. I'm not saying like, hear me. I'm not, I'm not saying that the best way to cop quote unquote cop, copy or borrow is to get connected to that business or ministry and say, Hey, I don't want to take from you. I want to multiply what you're already doing. I was about to say, when you pair it with transparency and integrity and you, and that's communicated, then you're protecting them and you, you know? And, and, yeah. Cause we don't want to be honors competition. That. No. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. I totally we agree with that. We don't want to be in competition, but I'm also not saying go to Clear's page and take all of her designs. That No, a thousand percent. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying go to Clear and say, how can I serve you? How can I that's help right. you? How can I multiply your business? How can I get this word out better? That's, that's what I'm saying. So for Echo, I realized I can only coach so many people because I'm one person. Mm-hmm. So now Echo is training coaches so that more women understand the DNA of Echo and how we coach people because that's how we're going to multiply voices is by multiplying coaches. Oh, that's awesome. So kind of like, okay, we're, we're making people who are making disciples. We are, we are equipping leaders. We are helping people become trainers. And then that yes. way it's, it's, it's almost like the art of multiplication on steroids because that's how God works. You know, the, the leader factor is what allows, um, and it's not about numbers, but it is, it's about, you know, just kind of stepping back and realizing, okay, what is the, like you said, like the best way I can, I can't, I can't be everywhere and, and do this for everyone. But what we can do is blank, you know, um, which yes. speaking of let's echo, I wanted to ask you, you know, is this what you had in mind when you first started? Cause I think a big thing with pioneering and, and being a visionary, um, I'm just curious, like, is it, is it different than how you thought it would end up? Yes. So my husband taught a long time ago when I was just a little youth in his youth group. Um, he, he taught on vision because he's a massive visionary. And he said that God gives vision in two different ways. And people understand vision in two different ways. I, w- I am a visionary, but I'm not a futuristic visionary. I don't go 10 years into the future and look, you know, 360 and see everything that's happening. My husband does. My husband can literally sit in a chair and he can step into 10 years in the future and he can look around and he could tell you, this is what God is saying here. And this is what this looks like over here. I am not like that. I am a, what I call a lily pad visionary. <laughs> uh, so there's two different ways. One is that the Lord can give people the vision of the mountain where they see far off in the distance like Joel. Joel is a futuristic visionary. He can see the mountain. So he's looking up and he's seeing what's ahead. And then another type of visionary, which is the visionary that I am, is I call it a lily pad visionary. It's I'm not really sure what the mountain's going to look like. I mean, I know there's a, a mountain out in the distance, but I'm not looking up at the mountain. I'm looking down at the lily pad. I'm looking down at what is my next what's my first step? What, okay. And then when I t- once I take the first step, what's the next step? And I trust that those lily pads are going to get me to whatever God wants the mountain to look like. Oh, and if cool. you're, 
So it's two separate ways. And I think I used to kind of beat myself up and say, well, I can't see the end goal. And until I sat with my husband, he's like, yeah, but I can't see the next step. I was about and to say without the lily pad, there is no mountain. Right. Yeah. And, and really without the mountain being somewhat in your view, you're right. not going to endure the lily pad. So that's it's right. Both and it's just a different focus. And so for me, you know, I had a heart to train six girls. Well, I had a heart to train girls. And then the limitations of the bed number that I had in my house, which was six, is what gave me the number to do six girls. And once I had invited them, I invited them all. And again, this is why I'm not a futuristic visionary. I did not sit down and write the curriculum and plan the weekend and then invite girls. I led with my gifts, which are hospitality and inclusion. And I invited six girls. And once six girls said yes, I was like, okay, well, what am I going to teach these six girls? Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so they're just... coming. Uh, they want more than cheese yeah. and crackers. What are we going to yeah. do? Yeah. yeah. I, I can make it pretty. And then, and then once I said, yes, I, I said, yes. Okay, Lord, this is what we're going to do. And another note for those of you that are listening, I got this vision and I kept praying about it. And I kept bringing it to my husband and my husband kept, he's a, he's a prophet. So he, he's a seer. He, he sees into the future and uh, by the spirit of God. And I kept saying, Hey, I have this idea. And my husband said, I don't see it. Go back and pray. And so I'd go back and pray. And then I'd come and the vision would get larger in me. And I say, Hey, I, I, I see this idea. I see it stronger. And he said, I don't see it. Go back and pray. And for a year, clearer, for a year, I prayed. And every time I brought it to my husband and my husband said to me, I don't see it. It forced me to go back into the prayer closet. And every time I went back into the prayer closet, the vision and the burden got stronger. So if you have, if you are a visionary, a dreamer, pioneer, trailblazer, and you have a vision in your heart, don't be discouraged. If you want to start right away and you don't have support or you don't have doors open. That's the Holy Spirit's way of leading you into the right timing. So after a year, I I prayed it at the end of a year, I brought it to to my husband again and said, I see it. I see it. I see it. And he finally said, I see it. And that's how I knew that the timing, that was all of 16. So that's how I knew in January of 2017 is when I started. So don't, don't, I think that's important for people to know that journey. I didn't just get an idea and the next day I started Echo. I prayed on it and brought it to my covering, who was my husband, for a solid year before I got the okay. Yeah, and I think, too, if you're having like a human in front of you saying, no, 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 and you feel that burden, that passion, and you're going back and you're going back, and it's just getting strengthened and strengthened, and so if that fire is strengthening it, it gives you some clarity and confirmation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm walking in the right direction. And I think, you know, I don't even know if this is, it's called, let's be clear. So you're pretty unfiltered. I'm pretty unfiltered. So we'll just go for it. I was going to say, you know, I think a lot of times when people hear like a a prophetic or visionary and all these things, especially in where we're at right now, um, with so many things Mm -hmm. being uncertain and a lot of people being afraid to really stand on a declaration of, any type of certainty, you know, um, what, what would you say to that? Or is there something that you maybe would tell? Cause I, I, I have been the person listening to a podcast and been on the other end of it and wanted to tell myself I was following and I was like, I am so lost. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a place that you might encourage listeners that they could learn more about that just because I think it, I think the Lord's going to water 
those seeds. And I think it's important for people who maybe feel like I, I don't really understand what exactly they're fully talking about to d- be able to dig in, you know? Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah. So I forget that I forget how far I've come. I think a lot of us do that, but I grew up Southern Baptist, so I never heard of the word prophetic before. I never heard of the Holy Spirit speaking. I didn't, I didn't hear of any of that until I was 21, and it's been a very long journey. But what I mean by the prophetic, and this comes from the New Testament, is the Spirit's ability to speak. We, I believe that God still speaks. It's actually a book that I would recommend if you're just interested in what does the prophetic even mean? Um, The prophetic means to encourage, to exhort, and to comfort by the Holy Spirit. And I always base anything that's from the prophetic on the word of God because there are a lot of things that are very uncertain right now. But you can know that you know that you know that you know that God is always the same, that he doesn't like the shifting shadows. He is this, he remains the same and his word is the rock. Mm. And it is always certain. God is never uncertain. He is never unsure. He is never afraid. He is not wishy-washy. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And his word will remain when everything else is shaken. So if you want to know more about the prophetic, you can read a book by Tom Lane. And the book is called He Still Speaks. He Still Speaks. Okay. He Still Speaks. And it just teaches about what is the prophetic What does that look like? And how can I hear from the Holy Spirit today? I love that. And, you know, and just because I know that this is a a topic that is probably avoided talking about a lot and, um, and something that I think is really important for right now is, you know, everything that was ever prophesied that was, that was based on the word of God has like, it is true. And yes. there's nothing that was prophesied about Jesus' life that was, that was incorrect. Like if, if you're talking about, you know, as far as it's just, it's just one of those things where, like you said, it, it, he is unchanging in every sense of the word with every morsel of who he is and amidst whatever we're looking at. And it's like grappling with the fact that that, that is actually true for us is so hard yes. because our world is so conditional. Um, yes, you know, and so that, I think it's just one of those things where no matter how many times you hear it, we need reminders. We need the, the constant, just go back to that, go back to that, go back to that. Um, cause we are those tossing ways a lot of times, you know, and God wants us to stand firm and, and not on our own opinions and not on what we, our interpretation of something, but on his word, what does on his say? word? Yeah, absolutely. That's the only way, especially, and th- yeah now it's like everyone I hear in the spirit everyone you know when you're really stressed out and you just take a big sigh like Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's what I hear in the spirit like everyone right now is just taking these big sighs of frustration the pandemic the election racism there's so many there's so much angst happening right now but if you can tune in I always pray this over myself it's from Proverbs that I would attune my ears to wisdom if you can attune in to what the Holy Spirit is saying he's always speaking peace Mm. he's always speaking serenity he's 
He is the God of peace. He is peace. So he's not the one speaking chaos and unrest and uncertainty. That's not who he is. And I think in a time of unrest, like we're doing right now, the best thing that we can do is to know who God is, to press into who is this God that we serve? His character, because then that will inform yes. our our circumstances instead Reactions. of the opposite. Yeah, our, yeah, our response. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh-huh. Which yeah, that was a question sure. I wanted to ask you. Like in light of all of this, I think unrest is a great way to just turn all of it together. Mm-hmm. What do you think we've gotten better or worse at at speaking truth in boldness? That is a, such a tough question. I I, I think it's yes and. I mean, in, yeah. a, in the Jewish culture, a lot of their answers are yes and. I think it's, it's I think it's yes and. I think social media is has given people that should never have platforms platforms, mm. <laughs> and it's been, and it's given people who should have platforms platforms. You know, so it, it's a hard thing to answer. But I do see remnants of bold Christians standing up, but I also sadly see a lot of Christians who have really built their platform on platitudes and have built their platform on making sure that people feel comfortable, making sure that people feel patted on the back and those, and not speaking the hard truths. And I believe that's why the church is in the condition that it's in because the platforms given to us have not been stewarded well. Mm, not, yeah. not, not, not collectively, but a lot of the Christians who have monster, monster platforms, the enemy has used that platform to hold them back from speaking really hard things. And I feel like too, that's because that first, like the enemy's convinced them that Hey, if you're speaking truth, you're forgetting grace. It's like, no, no, no. They are, they are yes. literally like Jesus is truth and grace. So truth and are, grace. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't get, they are both, they're both. And like you said, it is together in the same breath. Now, does that mean that things, yes. okay. Feel like grace. I think that's, that's where we have to get on. Does, does everything feel right. great? Of course not. But then I think about, um, I remember when I was studying about discipline with, with focus and, and really thinking about like the times that I felt loved or when I was corrected. So, Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like in the moment, do we want affirmation? Like you're doing a great job. Keep it up. You know, everything that you walk <laughs> in the door with is allowed. No, right. but, but really at the end of the day, we want acceptance for, for who we are knowing, okay, I belong here, but that doesn't mean that everything about my lifestyle should be allowed. And I think that right. is, and in the Christian community, it's like, we feel this pressure to dilute the truth in order to make it feel more accepting. But Jesus isn't worried about, like, he is, he does not need justification. He doesn't need, uh, you know, a, I mentioned a, when I was talking about the election, you know, he doesn't need a campaign. Like he's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> he gets the votes. He gets the final say. We're all gonna bow to his name at the end of the day. But you know, you and you've always been an example to me of being a truth teller, but also never ever questioned. Um I, like you said, hospitality is a gift that you have. You know, you're your welcome spirit. And if anybody said, Hey, I want to just sit down and talk. Oh my gosh. Open arms. Sure. I'll make you a cheese board. Cause you can also, um, <laughs> charcuterie if you don't think of the word. Um, yeah. but has that always been something that has that always been your tendency? I know you said, you know, you started speaking and, and probably gained more confidence along the way, but where did you find 
the courage to do that? Well, <clears throat> I think that God has always, God has known that he was going to use my voice, even when I did not know. And mm. he put me in a very strong family. My dad is amazing. And my dad is a pioneer, like full on pioneer and entrepreneur, visionary, whatever word you want to use. He's all wrapped in one. And this is no joke. My dad would sit us down <clears throat> and he would debate with us. He would force us into debates and he would always tell me like your voice matters your voice counts <clears throat> he wasn't thinking in a christian perspective <clears throat> he was just saying you've got to stand up for yourself and you and you've got to stand up for others like he mm -hmm. always taught us that so we would sit down at the dinner table and he would just come so hard on us and it wasn't until I was older that I realized, and he told us, he's like, I was always so hard on y'all because I wanted you to develop the ability to articulate your perspective. <clears throat> That's so and, powerful. <clears throat> yeah. And when you can do that to your dad, uh, like who, I mean, my dad got a degree in finance from LSU and he's brilliant. When you can debate with the person who you look up to the most and feel that you can articulate your thoughts it's a very powerful and in the jewish culture i've been studying the jewish culture because jesus was born as a jew lived as a jew died as a jew was raised back to life as a jew and so if you want to get to know jesus better get to know the jewish culture mm -hmm. and the way that the jewish the ways that jews learn to this day is that they sit around a table and they debate with each other and that is the way that they learn. That's the way that they, their I can hear spirituality getting, is shaped. I can hear people like, or feel people getting hives on the other end going, oh my gosh, sitting at a table and debating. Oh my gosh, no, please yeah. hide, hide. <laughs> scares me. I yeah, I know. But it scares us, honestly, because we don't want to be wrong. And yeah. that's, uh, that's a lot of our issue as women. And here's the thing, going back to social media, I see the women in the world this is what's so interesting to me. The church has silenced women, but Satan has released women full on. And you see women with their own TV shows in politics, celebrity who are saying the most foul things. And they, they are not silenced at all. They are not held back at all. But then you have Christians that are full of the Holy Spirit that have Jesus living on the inside of us. And we have been so tamed and so trained to sit back. And we're really the ones with something amazing to say because we have Jesus. Mm. Y'all. Wow. How awesome is Amy? I know I cut her off. But it's only because in our conversation, it ended up being an hour and 22 minutes. And I just don't want you guys to turn it off because it's long. So I decided to split it up because everything that we discussed, it gets even richer and I don't want you to miss it. So make sure you tune in to next week. Part two will be released next Wednesday. But in the meantime, look for Amy on Let's Echo um, on Instagram or Amy Stockstill. All, all the information will be in the show notes. Um, but I hope that this encourages you. Guys, we all have a voice and we all need to stand firm on the word of God. Use our voice where we're at with what we have and realize when the enemy's at work and do our part because we have something to say and it's important that we are showing up um, in that capacity. So I hope this encouraged you. I hope that it met you where you are. Know that we're praying for you, that I'm thinking of you. Um, and join us for part two 
next week.